BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, your official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team brought to you by Senta. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC Silver Linings Edition. Today, unfortunately, Hornets win streak snapped at three. They fall to the Boston Celtics in overtime, 140-129. to We'll take you through the game, give you our silver linings. Also, you might have heard the news, my Miles Bridges, Eastern Conference Player of the Week for the opening week of the season. We'll give the details on that. And the Hornets are surging in the NBA.com power rankings. Finally getting some credit, or I shouldn't say finally, they are getting some credit for uh, what they were able to do to start the season. We'll discuss all of these topics with the Hornets manager of social media, Diana Biffle, back with us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. And Diana, let's get right into it. Charlotte Falls 140-129 to to the Boston Celtics. I thought there were a lot of positives. We'll get to our silver lining shortly, but I think the end of the day you have to recognize that even though there were some adverse circumstances for the Hornets in terms of personnel, anytime you go to overtime, you had opportunities to win, and Charlotte, particularly down the stretch in regulation and overtime, they left some opportunities out there. Turnover on what should have been their final offensive possession, or the final offensive possession of regulation, and uh, had a tough time scoring the basketball. After the game, head coach James Borrego talked about their end-of-game execution. Obviously, I'd like to get the, the last shot back and execute that a little bit better. In general, we've, we've been a better team, one of the best teams in the league, executing there in the fourth quarter. So uh, we'll learn from it. We'll get better. We'll be, we'll be one of the better teams executing the fourth quarters again. We'll, we'll watch the film and see where we can get better on that last play. But uh, give them credit. They made a lot of shots and a lot of plays down the stretch. Diana, the Hornets have been so good and so consistent offensively throughout the season, but stats are what they are. Team did not score the final two minutes and 55 seconds of overtime and only made one field goal the final four minutes and 30 seconds of regulation. As good as they've been all season, they had that momentary or four-minute, two-minute, whatever it was, slip up down the stretch, and it cost them last night. 
It did. And, and while those two minutes were disappointing, I think not only for the fans, for the players and, and for coach, we need to look at this game as a whole and realize that it was pretty remarkable how well we performed and how close the game was all the way through till the end to get us into overtime with a, a really talented team without one of our key offensive pieces. So we, you know, JB mentioned that we are have been one of the best in the fourth quarter down the stretch. A big piece of that is Terry Rozier. He is incredible in the fourth quarter. In my mind, if he's playing, we might win. We probably win this game, especially because it's also playing his former team. So I think that's something we can't ignore. And it was still really remarkable how well we played the whole way through Without those those two minutes at the end, I'd like to just forget those. Like JB said, I wish we could go back. But I think there's a lot of good things to be taken from the performance as a whole. Yeah, I mean, while the team you know did have a chance to you know play for the final possession of regulation and, and turned it over rather than got a shot up, and that you know you, you can't ignore it. You also can't ignore, as you mentioned, the Hornets were playing shorthanded compared to Boston. No Terry Rozier is a 20 point per game scorer from a season ago, third time in four games. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to go, but hopefully he'll be back with the team he was warming up before the game. So some positive signs moving forward. Uh, but the Celtics have two All Stars, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and they both played like all-stars. Tatum went for 41 points. Brown went for 30. Uh, They were both exceptional out there. And for the Hornets on the other side, while they got really good, consistent scoring uh, really across the board, the absence of Terry Rozier was notable. Playing without P.J. Washington was a big deal. And, uh, you know, credit where credit's due. Even without P.J. Washington, uh, first half was a little bit of a struggle filling those minutes. But second half, Nick Richards had a lot of big moments. Stops at the three-point arc, gives it off to Jabari Parker. He cuts inside, goes up with the right hand, and swatted away by Richards to Miles Bridges. Here he goes, flies in, two-handed jam, a Dr. Pepper dunk to give the Hornets a five-point spread. Yeah, that was that was so much fun. I think that's also a really fun thing that came out of this game was that without PJ playing with his knee injury, Nick Richards had a chance to have his first real meaningful minutes in really important parts of the game. Um, and he he showed up. I think we've seen some growth in him this year. And this was a good opportunity for him to get real NBA game minutes, get that under his belt, see you know where he can grow from that from this game forward. So I was really excited to see him have have some big plays there and and make his mark. Career highs for Nick Richards in points and rebounds, seven points, three rebounds, and playing it uh, in a prominent spot. So uh, definitely a tip of cap to Nick Richards. Certainly someone capable of being our silver lining player, but I'll leave it to you first, Diana. Who do you like for your silver linings uh, from this close one, but still a loss, 140-129 to 129 to the Celtics in overtime? Yeah, I, I think Nick can definitely be up there, maybe as an honorable mention. But of course, we, we have to talk about LaMelo Ball. He is a huge reason why the game was kept so close. He scored the the last points that, that the Hornets scored with a clutch three. I can't express how fun it has been to watch his scoring in these first four games of the season. He has just been incredible beyond the arc. Both he and Kelly were shooting 50% from three, which is pretty amazing. Um, so I think then also I have to mention Kelly Oubre, who's been a really big part of our offense 
as well. Look, across the board, all five starters, seven players in total scored in double figures. So there's a lot of players to choose from. But I do like the pick of LaMelo Ball, who had 25 points and for the second time this season matched his career high, making seven threes. See what the Hornets can do on the offensive end. This is where they hope to have the advantage. LaMelo Ball on the right side. Keeps the dribble. He'll hoist the three. LaMelo rattles it in. LaMelo Ball. Yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot to put the Hornets back on top by two. Now, as you mentioned, unfortunately, that's the last shot that the Hornets made, but LaMelo Ball is really shooting it well. Uh, This is four games in now. He's hit his career high for made threes in the game twice, and he's shooting 50% from beyond the arc, really playing some outstanding basketball. My silver lining for this one, I'm going to go with Mason Plumlee. La Plumlee from ball! A Dr. Pepper dunk. Mason Plumlee, a double-double. First time really all season that the team made him a focal point of the offense, trying to get him set. And look, I don't think that's going to happen every game, and he's an unselfish enough player that he fits right in with this group, that he's not demanding it. But when there's an opportunity, Robert Williams is an up-and-coming big, um, but Plumlee's got some experience on him, and there really isn't a second center that Boston was able to put out there that could really contest him. They were looking to take advantage of that matchup, and I like to see that. It's another tool in your toolbox to be able to go out there and find advantages. So big game for Mason Plumley with the double-double. Definitely think his free throw shooting is going to improve. Uh, he's off to a rough start shooting somewhere around 30-ish percent from the free throw line on the season. But this is a guy coming off a career year from the free throw line last season for himself, about 65%. So hopefully those averages even out over the course of time. But a good game for Mason Plumley. Hornets overall, lot to be happy with, uh, even though it's a loss, 140-129 to 129 team falls to 3-1 and one. next opportunity to get back in the win column Wednesday when they take on the Orlando Magic. But still more to talk about here today on the HHC. An award was handed out. Miles Bridges, your Eastern Conference Player of the Week. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Diana Biffle here with you, the manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets here with us. And the social media team had a lot to post about yesterday because there was an award handed out. Miles Bridges, your newly named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Back-to-back 30-point games. And he starts this new week off with his first double-double of the season. Ball to the right side for Oubre. One-on-one with Schroeder. Goes by him. Ducks inside. Has his hands raked by Williams. No call. Recovers. Throws it over to the right side. It's Miles Bridges. The rainy East. Eastern Conference Player of the Week for three, and yes, it's good. Miles Bridges, yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot, shooting 44% from beyond the arc through the first week of the season. Big, big performance again, but he's credited with the award for what he did the previous week. Back-to-back 30-point efforts. Uh, Really some impressive stuff from Miles Bridges. Diana, you were in charge of the social media campaign, if you will, post the award. What was the reaction on social from the Hornets fans? I mean, Buzz City loves Miles Bridges, and how could they not? I think, you know, from the very beginning, our community, our fans on social media and beyond 
love Miles Bridges for his athleticism, for his highlights. I mean, the social media team loved him for his highlights. We knew no matter what kind of game we were going to have, chances are we'd have a really great Miles dunk. Um, so that's fantastic. But then for him to take the the leap that he took at the end of last season with really all parts of his game on both ends of the floor has just been incredible and our fans can't get enough of it that on top of his chemistry with Lamelo Ball and their incredible plays together um the reaction was was great people are super excited and want Miles to be a part of the team for a very long time I would think so and uh, Miles Bridges really good performance he's off to an outstanding start obviously for this season having won Eastern Conference Player of the Week by the way second Hornet all-time to win it in the opening week I think he's about the 13th overall so it's not the second time ever a Hornets won Player of the Week but second time for the opening week last one was Kemba Walker who obviously is an all-star and uh, has had an illustrious career that continues on to this day. But Miles Bridges, a great start here to this season, but really posting some outstanding numbers. And while the points per game are exciting, it's good to see him having that kind of frequency scoring above 30 points to start the year. I'm just loving how he's shooting the ball and the confidence with which he's doing so. Even last night, he only went two for 10 from three, but he's still somewhere around that 50-40-90 club overall in the year. And I think as a player, you don't attempt 10 three-point shots having missed seven already on the night unless you have some confidence in your shot and like the way it, you know you, you feel out there. I know shooters are going to shoot, but eventually if you're, if you're not feeling it, you're going to you know scale back a little bit. Even though he didn't shoot a great percentage, he seemed to be on target a lot of the time. So really liking what we're seeing here for Miles Bridges and the potential for it to continue on throughout this early part of the season. I agree. There's a sense of confidence in him this year in a multitude of ways when he's shooting also his leadership with the team he's become a lot more vocal which is awesome to see because yes we have our vets we have Gordon we have Terry but I think having another voice from someone who's now in his fourth season and and now he's the longest tenured Hornet I think that's really valuable for the rest of the team for these young guys and you know in a team that had quite a bit of transition over the offseason so he's he's growing in a lot of ways and I think it just keeps going up from here most definitely and, and he's doing a lot of the little things as well. I think in the offense, the team is finding him in the flow. I think last night, the balance scoring is kind of a good indicator that it's not, let's find Miles Bridges at, at all costs. It's more, hey, we're going to find the open man. And Miles Bridges is such a great athlete. He, he tends to get open a lot, but he does a lot of the little things too. He came into last night, top three in the entire NBA in steals. He came into last night, top 20 in offensive rebounding. These are the kinds of extra possessions that you want to try and find. You, you're a Hornets team that's trying to you know break through and have that big season. Those are extra possession types of stats. So it's good to be efficient in the possessions you have, but anything you can do to earn extra ones by taking the ball from the other team or getting an offensive board, uh, those are two things Miles Bridges has done really well to start this season. And those little things definitely add up. They absolutely do. I think another thing that should be mentioned is the energy he brings to the game. So it's, you know, he is one of the guys out there who will hype up the rest of the squad. He's so naturally very energetic and emotional on the court in a good way. When he has a big play, when someone else has a big play, he's out there screaming, hyping other people up. And I think that gets the crowd excited and it gets his teammates excited. Um, so there's there's just so many good things about Miles. I can't think of anything negative to say. And I I can't wait to see how he continues to grow because he's still so young. His next matchup, the Hornets' next matchup, will be in Orlando, a two-game trip to Florida. Starts on Wednesday. We'll have, of course, our pre 
preview podcast for that one tomorrow. But we're not done with this one yet. Hornets are starting to make some noise in the NBA with that 3-0 start. Caught the attention of those putting together the NBA.com power rankings. Where do the Hornets sit right now? I'll tell you after this on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all your information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Yeah, this hurts. I mean, you know, it's early in the season, but at the end of the day, like every loss, it hurts. You know, we want to you know, continue to stay on the straight and narrow, but I don't think that we took any steps back tonight. Um, I think that, you know, the learning lesson for, for it is to remain humble and you continue to just, you know, push forward. And I think that we, we will do that. So we have another game in two days. Kelly Oubre, after last night's 140-129 to 129 overtime loss to the Boston Celtics, Oubre back in the starting lineup after the injury to Terry Rozier. Solid performance. He started the game, I think, 4-for-4 four four or 5-for-5 five five or 5-for-6 from 3. A really hot start. Ends up with 19 points and 9 rebounds, but it does end up being a loss for Charlotte. Sam Farber, Diana Biffle, the Hornets manager of social media, here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. And uh, prior to last night's loss, the new... NBA power rankings were released. Preseason, Charlotte was put at 22. I thought that was a little low. It's not the most ridiculous ranking I've ever seen for the Hornets, given the fact that a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference improved, and you got to put certain teams somewhere. You know, someone's got to sit number 22, but uh, the Hornets certainly outplayed it and were rewarded, surging to number 12 in the power rankings. I don't think one loss necessarily knocks them all the way off their perch, especially considering how good of a team Boston is. But your thoughts, Diana, seeing the Hornets moving up in the power rankings and getting some recognition for the 3-0 start. Yeah, I think, you know, from where we sit inside the organization, it can be easy to be biased and think, like, we should be in the top five. You know, just <laughs> we love this team. We see how hard this this team has worked um, over the past couple of years to grow from, a you know, a young and experienced team to where we are now. So I'm really psyched to see some recognition. We've been seeing it grow exponentially just on social media and in our community, in our ticket sales. We, we've been seeing this happen since Lamella was drafted probably is is where it kind of started taking off. But I think as the rest of the team continues to grow and, and gel together with some of these new pieces that we've gotten, you know, you mentioned Kelly Oubre. He has just seamlessly entered our our rotation. If you told me he's been with us for a couple of years, I believe you. Um, so he's he's been a really awesome addition as well as Mason. Um, I think Ish, oh my gosh, the perfect backup point guard in my opinion so I think all of these things are coming together in a really beautiful way right now and we're getting recognized for it and you know people kind of advertised us as this exciting up-and-coming team and I think we're definitely showing people that that is the case and we're going to keep these games fun no matter what so really really cool yeah, no doubt. I, th- I think the Hornets, night after night, at the very least, they're going to win the highlights. You don't get extra points for that, but it, it is a, a nice thing to have. You know, from that first week, I really do think that the Hornets probably were going to move up in the rankings, even if they had gone 2-1, and one, but by beating Brooklyn, that opened up a lot of people's eyes. And the statistics did show that the Hornets were an improved team, playing at a great pace. Offensively, they have been fantastic, really with the exception of maybe the fourth quarter in overtime of last night. They have not had a down quarter yet to start this season, really playing well overall as a unit offensively. But by beating Brooklyn, that opened
open some eyes because Brooklyn's a title contender. They've got two of the best players in the world in Kevin Durant and James Harden, and the Hornets didn't just eke one out. They outplayed Brooklyn on their home floor in that fourth quarter to score the win. So, you know, that was significant. I don't think the loss last night should trip them up that much. I'm quite frankly a little surprised. Boston right now in those same power rankings sits at number 21. I know they didn't start well. They started the year 0-2, but you still have two of the best players in the world and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. If you're making a top 25 list. One of them is certainly on it. Both of them probably are. I get it. They started the Euro in two, but I, I don't think they should have been that low. So that is to say, I don't think the Hornets will be penalized for this loss. But moving forward to stay in that perch, they're going to have to come up with a big week and a big road trip here going to Florida. Some opportunities. Orlando is in a bit of a rebuilding mode. It's at the very least a very young team. And um, Then you go to play a Miami team who I think the Hornets will have some confidence uh, having played them well in preseason and hopefully at that point will get healthier. Biggest thing for me, as well as the Hornets have played, they have not gotten a fantastic game from Gordon Hayward just yet. They've gotten a good one, not a great one. Gordon Hayward had like a sneaky 30 points against Indiana. That It shows how good he is that we haven't seen a spectacular game from Gordon Hayward, and he's still averaging somewhere around 16 points per game. And they really haven't gotten any contribution yet from Terry Rozier's sideline due to injury. So when your two best players from last year have not had their best games at all yet, I think that speaks to how good this Hornets team is, that they started the year three and are already opening some eyes on the national scale. Absolutely. I think, I mean, every time I'm reminded that Terry's been out, I'm in awe that we've, we're in the place that we are right now because if Terry was out two seasons ago, 1920, we would kind of expect to lose any game he wasn't playing in, to be totally honest, because he was such and still is such a big part of our offense and we didn't have as many off- offensive tools to work with. And now we know we have ish. We have, gosh, I mean, Cody Martin has been scoring. We have Kelly. We have Miles, of course. There's just so many other tools in the toolbox to, to use your analogy that we have a lot more confidence, you know, as employees of the organization. And I'm sure the players have a lot more confidence just to know, you know, also you don't have all the pressure on one person. So I think once Terry, you know, once his, his ankles are are back um, to full strength and Gordon, you know, we have to remember he, he, he was out with health and safety protocols, still probably getting his conditioning back up and yeah I mean he has 15 points six rebounds three assists and we're like eh, Gordon had an okay game and it's like yeah. it's, that's how good he is here's another stat for it how good Gordon Hayward is he is averaging 17 points per game he's shooting 40 percent on the year from three and we're still looking for the breakout game. That that's it is hard to put up those kinds of numbers. He's so efficient. He's so just in tune with who the hot hand is. He's such an unselfish player. It's gonna happen. He's gonna have one of these big 35 point, 40 point nights. There's no question about it. It's just a matter of when. And for the Hornets to be performing this well when he hasn't gone for you know a wild game yet, and Terry Rozier basically has yet to play this season, bodes well for the future for the Hornets. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see that. That, that first big Gordon game because I know, like you said, he kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like, oh, well, Gordon has 
35 points. So I, I think we've got a lot of excitement coming our way. So the Hornets take the loss last night, 140 to 129, but still three and one on the season. A lot to be excited about moving forward. And uh, it'll all start tomorrow. Hornets on the road in Orlando to start a two game trip. We'll, of course, have our preview podcast for that one. Zach Aldridge of WCCB right here in Charlotte will be our guest. He'll make his debut on the Hornets Hivecast, and uh, we'll have the preview podcast and go over all the other hot topics around Hornets basketball ahead of that matchup with the Magic. Right now, though, I want to give a big thank you to Diana Biffle for joining us again here on the HHC. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, and most of all, to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on a preview edition for Hornets versus Magic right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.